Season two, episode five of Cultural Osmosis. Um, Colin, my wonderful guest, uh, welcome back again. You were here for the very uh, lengthy Star Wars episode. We had a lot to say during that yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a long time. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I felt like it would be appropriate. Um, I feel like it would be very appropriate since we talked about the mandalorian season one for about Mm -hmm. 30 30 seconds (laughs) now that season both one and two are fully complete we can just really go at it and have the full conversation about um the show and everything it's kind of set up yeah Um, i guess just to kind of start and give us like a baseline to work off of could you like why don't you just say what your thoughts were on uh, season one and two as a whole maybe and then we okay. can kind of go from there season one was a bit or i think season one landed very well um i think it was pretty uncontroversial there are some episodes that were a lot better than others um it kind of I think it worked well sort of in its own vacuum and sort of this interesting sort of like, where's it going to go sort of story that I think hooked a lot of people in. And I think it really hooked a lot of people in. I think the baby Yoda slash Grogu character was possibly one of the most iconic characters of the last like two years. Like, (laughs) <laughs> you cannot find I think he's basically half of all Star Wars merchandise now. Is, I think he's you can find a baby Yoda yeah, thing. He's the he's the mascot now for like yeah. the series. <laughs> you can find like baby Yoda hand sanitizer. Yeah, he is. He's the he became the face. Like everyone, like your mom that doesn't know anything about Star Wars knows baby Yoda. Um the second season I think was a little weird for me. Um, in what way please um go I, when i sort of think about it or when i try to explain it i i try to say it felt like playing a star wars video game or playing like star wars dungeons and dragons is it because like um, every episode was a different iconic boss yes, or something every yeah. single character was like oh hi remember me i'm I'm from the other Star Wars. Like an NPC? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. They're like an NPC that shows up and they're like, I'm from the other Star Wars. You're pretty cool, Mandalorian. I'm going to (laughs) help you. And then they don't don't do anything but just sort of stand there and wait for their own show to start because that's all the other characters are there to do is to be like, we're here for the other shows. I think Um, that perfectly sums it. The, I've never and thought it, about it that way, but and then that's it hilarious. Literally, yeah. and even that idea literally ends in this anticlimax at the end of it, where I was just kind of like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess that ended <laughs> right there. You, you mean yeah. it, it didn't, it felt like there should have been one more episode, or you were unhappy with the end? Uh, I was unhappy with the way that the season concluded. Yeah. I think 
God, I just, there are some things about like the characters that something just dropped with them. I will say the Gina Carano character, Cara uh, this, even despite any like controversy or anything around that, you know, is a terrible character and actress that ruins every scene she's in. I, I, <laughs> I hated her way before. I hate her in season one. Oh my one. god. I she's hated terrible. Her. I hated yeah. her so much. And she I, was she was one of the ones getting a spin-off. Yes. Um, actually. She was gonna get the Rangers of the New Republic show. Which would have I which would have been so bad. <laughs> I mean like just no, her she's so bad. Yeah. Her being like a small town sheriff and like the mm-hmm. whole town is the whole show is just her and her commanding the small X-wing cops. Yeah, I dodged a yeah, bullet. That bad. <laughs> that was, a bullet they did that dodge one. a bullet. Oh god, I did. Yeah, I didn't like her, so I'm actually um, glad that that show is kind of fizzling out mm-hmm. um, on that one. I think it stopped uh, production. Yeah, like she moment. she got fired. So yeah, like, so it's not I think happening. I think they even announced that they're like halting the production on that for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I want to go back to something you touched on very briefly, and that's mm-hmm. like uh, the Grogu thing. We're probably going to be talking about Grogu for a, <laughs> for a yeah. long time, um, which some people hate his name, which I don't quite get. But um, it's it's just a very strange. Sort it's, a, of. it's a Star Wars name. It is a Star <laughs> Wars name. I will say that is that the moms that know about Baby Yoda are not going to grab onto Grogu as much. I think uh, honestly, it's perfectly fine to just still call him Baby Yoda. <laughs> John John Favreau said that himself on like Good Morning America. He was like, "It's Grogu. If you don't want to call him that, that's perfectly fine. Just call him Baby Yoda. It's whatever." And that's like the creator of the show. He's they, like, "Yeah." <laughs> That means when they're making season two, that was definitely like a marketing meeting where some marketing guy came in. It's like, you can't name him because like <laughs> all the naming and all the franchise and all the merchandise is around Baby Yoda. And if you give him this weird Star Wars name, no one's going to care anymore. No one's going to like it. Uh, one of the, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like Yoda is so much more of a normal name, but whatever. Um, I remember... Now, I don't know if you'll remember this. Season one wasn't even done yet. I think season one was like three episodes in. And I remember mm-hmm. you mentioning that you weren't really the biggest fan of Grogu. Do you feel like that same way? I think it was something along the lines of like, yeah, he's cute, but he's kind of like hijacking the story is what you kind of said. Yes. Uh, yeah. And what you is... still feel that way? Here's the thing, right? Is okay, if he's going to be the story, they just sucked him out of it, right? He's been, like, (laughs) the focus of, like, two seasons, Mm -hmm. and they just took him out of the story, and it's just going to be like, well, I'm going to go off with these other Mandalorians now, one of which is, like, a notorious war criminal that (laughs) Star Wars has weirdly been, like, re-imaging to be a hero (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk more about Bo-Katan in a minute but (laughs) um yeah I I was talking to Lindsay about that like I feel like they by Luke taking sorry spoilers everybody um by Luke taking Grogu they are gonna lose 95% of their fans well yeah because now they just have to do the 
the deep lore stuff that no one else cares about. Well, like, yeah, that's 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 kind of what the problem is now is they've now reattached themselves to other complicated storylines that a lot of people haven't seen because now they have to like they have to tie up the Clone Wars Rebels storylines that have been going with the Mandalorians now. And it's like, well, you have to know that stuff if you want to get this stuff. So it's like, yeah, the, <laughs> who cares anymore? The, the story is completely, was like completely separate, which mm-hmm. is a big part of its appeal is how it was separated from a lot of the complication of Star Wars while still being recognizable as sort of Star Wars. I, it's, it's such a weird thing. I know a guy who, who is like, yeah, my kids hate Star Wars, but they love the Mandalorian because it's yeah. kind of like you yeah. can just you can just walk in off the street and watch it. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it's new. It's new Star Wars that doesn't feel attached to the old Star Wars, because sometimes when people who aren't really into Star Wars have to watch Star Wars, they're just like, uh, Star Wars is so much. You have to watch all this, these like long movies and everything to get it. And then Mandalorian is like cut straight. Like you understand from like episode one, like mm-hmm. there's a baby that looks like one of the most iconic figures in Star Wars that anyone can recognize even outside of it. Mm-hmm. And he's adorable. <laughs> and he is yeah. adorable. So it had question. this like separate sort of sheen and then season two was sort of trying to blur that line and now it's now season three i'm scared is just going to be just like the deep star wars (laughs) they they said in the last episode of season two like season three is going to be entirely about like retaking mandalore like the entire season three is going to be about the war for mandalore and like Mm -hmm. nobody off the street i am not i don't give i don't care about retaking mandalore Mm -hmm. like i'm here for like i like the lone wolf and cub stuff like and you you would appreciate (laughs) that reference yeah (laughs) Cub. Um, you're telling me season one is a lone wolf and cub it is extremely lone wolf and cub he's literally the if yeah it's definitely like a direct Mm-hmm. like a direct like interpretation the kid literally rides around in a carriage I, like he does oh in my God. i cut. did i did I, I like i put two images side by side literally the concept art of season one of the mandalorian and like a screenshot from lone wolf and cub like the mandalorian thing is like literally traced pretty much mm-hmm. it's like it's shot for shot lone wolf and cub um that's interesting because I the Ahsoka episode was a was very samurai cowboy mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like wearing fight, she's wearing like samurai the robes. robes. They yeah. have like they have like this really sort of like intense like twitch movement samurai fight at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, that was that's super interesting. Um, the town was even like visually sort it was of like, like a, a like it an had old like the, japanese yeah village. yeah it was like a samurai with town. the really like short buildings yeah you could you could talk for an hour about how <laughs> the mandalorian is just a sci-fi samurai content um pretty much geez yeah that's i'm worried for season three but um should we talk about the really weird elephant in the room which um, is which one there's a hundred well i'm i'm thinking of maybe a iconic 
the one of the other extremely iconic Star Wars character that everyone knows. That... Let's let's <laughs> let's build up to that in three okay. stages. So let's all do right. all right. I'll, I'll lay them out for you so that the mm-hmm. listeners can get excited. So let's do let's do chapter one, and we'll talk okay. about Ahsoka's return, mm-hmm. and then we'll do. Uh, the semi-big elephant in the room, which is Boba Fett's incredible return. Yes. Like incredibly huge return mm-hmm. to the live action. And then we'll get yeah. to the, we'll get to that blonde, beautiful man <laughs> <laughs> at the end. Uh, we'll talk about Luke after those two. Um, so first, um, I am not the hugest fan of Ahsoka. I don't really like her. I will say I really liked rosario dawson's live action ahsoka and i thought she was super interesting um she was literally a space samurai which is what part of what i liked about her she's like wearing samurai robes which is interesting that you brought up the whole samurai thing and then i've actually heard from other people who are diehard clone wars fans that they didn't Mm -hmm. like the live action interpretation i agree because i'm also a diehard clone wars fan yeah see i think diehard fans really don't like the live action version rosario dawson ahsoka was really boring she was very her kind of personality wasn't there she didn't really interpret the ahsoka personality i guess because here's the thing about clone wars ahsoka is isn't she really whiny in the first two seasons, she's extremely whiny, and then they fix her. They literally, like, you you notice that she gets a lot less whiny and a little more independent, and you're just <laughs> kind of like, okay, yeah, she's a lot better now. <laughs> um, In, like, the span of two episodes, she changes personalities. Oh, God. I want to say the end, there's this big, like, Cad Bane arc thing. It's... Whatever, he's a cool. bounty hunter. Um, Bane's cool. I think that's kind of the last time she gets kind of whiny. Well, I yeah. I never made it past the first three seasons of Ahsoka. She's too too whiny for me. I think she definitely they she gets better. Definitely is, by the end. Is she fine in? Uh, I have to ask you because I haven't seen Rebels. Is she fine in Rebels? Too? I hate this Rebels. A, she's I kind really of, do. <laughs> but like. I don't. I, that is a controversial opinion. You, anyone can go kind of either way on Rebels. I find. I, I've, but, I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, she's good, and I would say she's good. She's kind of a good adult, Ahsoka at that point. Um, she is not in it very much <laughs> at all. In Rebels or um, Mandalorian? Because it's yeah, yes she like disappears for like I think two seasons. Um, cause she gets Jeez. pulled through the time vortex. What are, what are they doing in Rebels? <laughs> that's well, okay. The time vortex thing was cool. That's a, that's, that's a story for it's a different lame, time. But everything else is lame. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, it's very hard. I'll just, I'll just say this and then we'll move on, but it's very hard to pull off time travel. I feel like that's the Hail Mary that's, for a series. I was, yeah. Oh no. That, it, that's always like sci-fi at some point does time travel and it's always bad every time like you can't really make time travel work a lot of the time the exception is uh end game but um that's about it i think mostly because they didn't focus on it too much (laughs) they didn't really try and play with it they're just kind of like yeah it's time travel (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> you know how well, you know what time Javel is. Ah, you got it. Anyway, to get back to get back on 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 the tracks here, um, I will say, and I don't know if you'll agree or disagree. My problem with Ahsoka and any character that survived Order sixty six is Luke fought the Emperor the whole Battle of Endor. He's mm-hmm. by himself, and if there's really like 20, 30 Jedi hanging around, um, then they, they would they would have helped. And yeah. and I I understand. The last thing I want to say before you can go is is mm-hmm. like um, I understand Ahsoka is she has like the white lightsaber she left the mm-hmm. order and that's a reason a lot of people say she didn't help but if she left the order and she's in exile in the Mandalorian she's actively hunting down Thrawn like mm-hmm. she's actively still trying yeah. to be a Jedi why didn't she help yes. Luke at all yeah that's what I think too um it's like oh Ahsoka left the order oh she's like she's like a gray jedi no she's not she's, she's like still the doing... same person and she has the same morals and she does a bunch of jedi shit like mm-hmm. she's a jedi <laughs> she uses the force she didn't like cut herself off from the force or anything yeah uh, yeah i think star wars has a problem with focusing a bit too much right now on the period in between revenge of the sith and a new hope they love that they, they love, that period. love that period and i think like things like what we have ahsoka and the fate of cal kestis which i i that i is still I really, up for debate seer Junda maybe but um yeah i really like cal kestis i want him in live action really bad um, but, um yeah, yeah other than that i'm not sure yeah the ahsoka thing was weird because i remember watching the end of rebels and then she's there because it concludes it has its epilogue like after mm-hmm. revenge of the sith and she's like there and i'm like okay dick <laughs> thanks for helping <laughs> she, you were you were just so you could have helped this whole time thanks for that yeah no could have I, uh, used one hand against you know <laughs> fighting Darth Vader or something that's the whole problem is why didn't ahsoka or cal kestis show up at the battle of endor and so they have there. to make a bunch of excuses apparently rex was at the battle of endor which is an extremely weird thing no um, way oh Where? yeah i was just he he's old he's an old clone and he fought it was with he, the rebellion on the Battle was he of Endor, on, yes. Was he on? Was he? In he the was air? on the ground on Endor. No way. No. Yes. Like, there's like the, thirty troops. The clone on Endor. that served under <laughs> Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, not, literally no. arrived on a shuttle with Luke Skywalker <laughs> on the Endor. Do, do you think at any point he was like, "Hey, you know your dad"? I was. Yeah, like, exactly. That. That's I was what like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I knew your dad really well. <laughs> Hey, we were like best friends. Uh, you want to talk about that? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. I think about that all the time. <laughs> anyway, good luck with that. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, the so are you going to watch the Rosario Dawson Ahsoka show? Um, probably just because I have the brain worms and I have to watch every Star Wars thing. I'm currently watching Bad Batch, which is kind of a disappointment so far. I heard it's just more. It's, it's so plain. Oh, is it? It's, so, oh, okay. it's not even like more Clone Wars. It feels like more washed out Mandalorian. Because <laughs> it's really? a bunch of old warriors protecting a child. Yeah, it's Mandalorian. Go from planet to planet. It's, it was. <laughs> That's Mandalorian. And, that, and it's like, oh, the child's mysterious because it's a child female clone. And they're like, 
okay and they okay. don't talk about it and then Ooh. the first two episodes were kind of good and then they stopped focusing on the one member of the bad batch that's whose inhibitor chip went off and actually followed through with order 66 so was, i don't know mm. i don't know where it's going uh, it sounds rough they but... just had the rex episode which was stupid <laughs> I've heard Rex in Rebels, I heard, was pretty bad, too. But um, speaking of (laughs) clones, I think it's time for Tier 2. Let's talk about the monumental uh, return of Boba Fett to live action, which was, I feel like it was super cool. It finally lived up to the justice of the character, at least the fight scene, anyway. I think at least when he was introduced. Yeah, he kind of just flies off at the end he's like i'm not gonna help they they had to do that though because he couldn't have seen luke otherwise they would have fought instantly but (laughs) it's true Um, but like also he was one of those characters that's just like i'm gonna stand around and wait for my show to start which is so i'm mad that because he was such an iconic character that the higher-ups in star on the star wars and disney were like he needs his own show. Mm-hmm. He can't be part of the Mandalorian, the show he inspired and is the like <laughs> literally the namesake. The main of. character looks exactly like him and is like like okay, basically yeah. a Boba Fett. Literally a back a background character that was so cool they invented mm-hmm. a lore yes. to go with him. The show mm-hmm. is that lore. Yeah, he gets he gets written off of it. Yes, and it's so dumb because. They could have made him like a really good antagonist. Yeah. Because he's evil, because Boba Fett's evil. (laughs) But they they changed it. Like he shows up and he kills 30 stormtroopers and he's Mm -hmm. he's like vaguely referencing how he doesn't like the Empire anymore. I was like, you worked for them for like years. (laughs) Why are you why are you a good guy now? You're literally talking to like the second in command of the Empire, giving people people away to him and doing jobs for him and now he's just like mm, ah, screw uh, those guys yeah oh my god the empire they're back it, which was the stupid line a stupid line like they're back <laughs> where did they go they're still yeah they're, they've been around this whole show uh yeah i his introduction was cool though in the his first introduction episode. was cool and then yeah he stopped doing I think- anything <laughs> He did have to leave because of Luke, but it's still dumb. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really was fascinated by Boba Fett, who's like the deadliest person in the galaxy, owing a life debt to Din Djarin. I thought that was that was a really cool concept, actually, because it's like the deadliest person in the galaxy owes the main character, who for pre- let's not mix words here kind of sucks in a fight <laughs> and the deadliest guy in the galaxy owes him a life debt that's kind of a cool idea and then he and just then all the then all he does is pilot the ship he's just the <laughs> he's just the driver yeah <laughs> uh yeah that was dis- that was a little disappointing but yeah um it was see. were you yeah were you look <laughs> <laughs> Were you, were you about to say something? Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say... <laughs> uh, we'll put the commercial break there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think Lindsay, Lindsay's quote was like, I never understood why people liked Boba Fett in the original trilogy 
Boba Fett in the Mandalorian, I I get it. Like that that's what mm-hmm. her quote is. Because I think they were like like if you're walking off the street and you're watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time today, you'd be like, why do people care about this guy? Yeah. But then you watch The Mandalorian and you're like, he's kind of he's kind of cool. I get it. So it's almost like they're trying to like um, justify the popularity by yeah. giving him all these cool scenes to do. Yeah. And it's so weird because they had been like foreshadowing him since season one. Mm-hmm. And they did more foreshadowing in season two two which was uh, the logic of him just like sitting around tattooing when apparently he did have his ship the whole time oh that's true i thought he was stranded but he had his ship the whole time and he just wasn't getting his armor from that one guy for some reason why didn't he beat up cop van yeah why didn't he beat up cop man (laughs) exactly Exactly. Why, he, he, he waited never, for another guy to get his armor and then he flew all the way to another place. It's like, oh man, Corn Cobb, the space sheriff, he's too tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I you know what? I never thought about that until you just pointed it out. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> and then and then they wrote him off the show. And also, why is the sniper lady back? So they can put her in other shows too. That's Ming Na Wen, though. That's Mulan. You don't make yeah. fun of Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> see she's in bad batch she was in bad batch show yeah because well that was like them trying to give her backstory based yeah. off of the mandalorian which is uh she's a bounty hunter don't need backstory. <laughs> that's all we got yeah you don't need backstory just look at empire strikes back <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> anyway um i believe that it's time for the uh the big elephant in the room I feel like you have a lot to say since you brought it up. So why don't you you spend for a little bit? I knew someone was coming in that episode. I wasn't, mm-hmm. it was very kind of obvious that some Jedi was going to show up, right? They've, they were building it up since Grogu. There was the like Python both, thing, right? Yeah, there was, there was like BuzzFeed lists about it. There was like, these are the top 10 oh. je- Jedi Am I cutting Oops. out? You're pausing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a little bit. There we go. There, you're back. All right. The Wi-Fi went out. There was yeah. like <laughs> there was like BuzzFeed lists of like um, top 10 Jedi we think Grogu sent mm-hmm. out a call to help to. And people were going nuts. I think the top three were Ezra Bridger. Um, like sure. Cal Kestis was actually really in the run. Yeah. There was a huge rumor is going to be Ezra Bridger or Cal Kestis and then like the far off distant third one that no one thought would happen was Luke because mm-hmm. um, Mark Hamill's kind of old now and it really yeah. wouldn't have, it would have been difficult to pull off so really and I was like okay so it's going to be Ezra Bridger I didn't watch Rebels so I'm not really excited to see Ezra Bridger show up in live action and then of course it was Luke Skywalker I thought that was a little too like obvious to be like this big sort of reveal i guess because because i was hoping that it would be i don't know i really wouldn't have the problem was (laughs) when this was happening i was pretty much just i was even talking with caitlin where i was just like i don't think it could be anyone and i'd be happy with it completely i really just whoever it is that's going to show up it's just going to be like yeah, there they are. It's them. I was, my fear, my greatest fear, because they had this talk when Ahsoka was, like, talking to Grogu, 
and she's like someone took him from the temple and like saved them i thought mm-hmm. it was going to be whoever that person was i don't know if they're ever going to get back to that or if that's just like yeah, who, their excuse for how growth there's, escape there's like yeah they're never going to mention that that's just their i was thing. surprised he was actually at the jedi temple I, yeah that was Gro- the most surprising thing the funniest thing is that in in groby's head he's fluent he's like fluent english he's yeah. like oh by the way i could talk this whole time my name's grogu nice to meet you <laughs> oh yeah i'm i can i can talk and tell a story from like 20 some years ago but also i'm completely fascinated by shiny little baubles like a little baby i think i'm still (laughs) i still interact with the world like a baby but i think fluent english somebody was like it's like so that means he's pretending to be a baby right yeah (laughs) because he in his head he's fluent fluent english um Um, yeah so i think yeah i um, I, sorry i thought it was going to be whoever saved him from the temple and my biggest fear is that no one in star wars is allowed to die anymore Mm -hmm. that everyone is you're stuck watching the same people over and over again in a media (laughs) purgatory where they just (laughs) they pretend to die and then they come back later um that's that's been comic books since the 60s and i think yes they're (laughs) supermanning him and i they superman everyone and i think what my biggest fear is and i still think that it's going to happen is the return of mace windu everyone loves mace windu though a fall cannot kill anyone in star wars i mean a fall cannot kill anyone you all right you and me watched revenge of the sith in the same room and you turned to me and you said you know what i like to believe mace windu survived yes (laughs) but also he can't he can't have survived i like mace windu but i the a mercy of a star wars character is that they die permanently <laughs> that's like the perfect mercy of a for the star wars characters if they are allowed to die this um, one would have been a little contrived maybe. yes um, it would be weird it would have been but i still think it's gonna happen i think they're gonna put him in somewhere because a fall cannot kill anyone it couldn't kill maul couldn't yeah. kill boba fett couldn't kill palpatine falls <laughs> <laughs> down the hole and he survived it's, yeah he's fine yeah. <laughs> no one dies from falls in star wars no yeah he went out the window and they landed in a cab kylo and ren then... fell and he came back yeah if you fall in a hole you're good you're fine you're safe this is an interesting this is an interesting reddit thread you have going right here <laughs> Star Wars characters who have fallen and then also come back. Um, with that, so um, with that said, you were you were you were just like on you were meh about Luke showing up, or you were fine with it. I was more. I don't know. The thing is, I don't like to use like the phrase sort of Deus Ex Machina because I think it's sort of a sort of an have, overused yeah. term and sort of film <laughs> criticism to just kind of attack things from sort of a really reactionary sort of way mm-hmm. but i do really think that he just sort of deflated all tension in the climax by showing up and solving everyone's problems and then leaving with the one focus of the entire show plus you know his horrible monster face which was incredibly they sh- distracting they shouldn't have used cgi it was the his Yes, they, in this moment where you're just like oh my god 
the two main characters of the show are saying goodbye. I couldn't just, I couldn't bring myself away from the Luke monstrosity standing <laughs> inside the room. They, I, I respect Mark Hamill. If they're going to, and it seems like they're going to now with like a spinoff or some kind, if they're going to keep bringing Luke into things, they need to come to the realization that they have to recast. Like you have to recast a young person as Return of the yeah. Jedi Luke. What is so, there? To, what else is there to tell about Luke? Right. The, Je- the there's a huge rumor it's going to be a show about the Jedi school because he's I taking guess. he's taking Grogu to the Jedi school. I know Actually, how that one ends. <laughs> I all right. I think it's hilarious, and I'm really so like after the very first episode of season two aired, mm-hmm. um, and there was all these rumor or it was after the episode that Grogu talked to a, a mysterious Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking that night and I was like, I really want it to be Luke. I want it to take, I want Luke to take Grogu to the Jedi school because we know, we know just from the sequel trilogy, Kylo Ren kills all the students of the Jedi school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people complain that Kylo Ren isn't tough enough. So like the quickest way, and I think it would be like the ballsiest choice would be Kylo Ren kills Grogu. Like the, what faster way to make like people respect a character than like you know, he kill, kills You know off. what the actual canon is right now? What is it? Um, Kylo Ren didn't even kill most of them. It was like a weird force storm sent by Snoke. There's like a lightning storm that killed most of them or something. He didn't uh. even do it. <laughs> So he's just both. sad about it. <laughs> so Snoke killed uh, Grogu. Yes, then. Snoke okay. killed Grogu. I want that on a t-shirt, just Snoke killed Grogu. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it, like the fact that Din Djarin basically struggled to kill a single one of the dark troopers, which like Man, those dark troopers were real punks in the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> they they just... had to. <laughs> Why did they stop? Like Luke Skywalker shows up and they're just like, "Nope, we're not going to break into this room anymore." They sensed a greater threat. <laughs> I guess that was. I I think that's literally it. They were a real weird programming. <clears throat> are they force sensitive? Aren't <laughs> they? Are aren't they? The robots. There's know. some weird there the there's some weird lore with the um <laughs> the dark the, uh, troopers the dark troopers they're, they're like a video game character yeah I knew as soon as I saw that there was like I was like it was John like, it was like the first or second episode I was like oh those are dark troopers back there they're gonna do the dark trooper thing John Favreau loves bringing in video game. He characters does yes he the dark troopers the flamethrower trooper from season one is from force force unleashed actually that was invented for force unleashed and john favreau was like i want to put that in the mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> um i think gosh what else in terms of like weird canon stuff they did tython and like whatever i guess this isn't the canon now but um, Tython was like an extremely core world, like really near the core of the galaxy. Uh, which which planet was was this? Tython was the Jedi planet where 
Grogu talked. To oh, the the rock, the planet mm-hmm. where he sits on the rock, where the Boba green Fett. rock planet. That's like in, this fight scene. It's an ancient Jedi planet that's actually really hard to get to because it's in the middle of the core worlds, mm-hmm. um, which basically means that like hyperspace is hard to navigate because all the suns and stuff are so clustered together near the center. Um, and then, I, like, when these, like, oh, you, when Ahsoka's like, you have to go to Tython, I was like, oh, they're going to make a big thing about getting to Tython, and the finale's going to be on Tython, and then in the next episode, like, they, nope. just, they just flew through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Landed perfectly. They're like, oh, this is Tython. Okay, cool. I thought that was going to be, like, the end goal, was to try and co- contact the Jedi. <laughs> I thought that was going to be, like, what the finale was, and then they're I, just doing it the next episode. I thought... It was going to end on a cliffhanger. I didn't think they would show who the Jedi was until season three, because that's really like your, um, like your your barn burner, like your mm-hmm. trump your trump card. Like that's your thing that's going to make people come back. Is like, oh, who is the Jedi that's coming to rescue them? But mm-hmm. nope. Now season three is kind of up in the air. That's 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 my thing too, and that's what I see like Luke Skywalker showing up as a symbol of is. Mandalorian no longer being its own sort of in its own space. Now it has to touch the rest of Star Wars and it has to get its fingers. The rest of the Star Wars stuff gets to put its little fingers in it <laughs> and do whatever it wants. And now I, it has to. <laughs> I like the connective tissue. Actually, I think what season two was trying to do was season two was John Favreau being like, um, I have to bring every spoke of the fandom to one to one center point and Mm -hmm. i like i've seen tweets that are like there was literally an episode there was one episode in season two for everybody there was like if you were if you're a clone war if you're a primarily clone wars fan you had ahsoka if you were primarily an original trilogy fan you had luke if you were like a sequel trilogy fan they even go to palpatine's like clone factory like there's there's an episode for each Mm -hmm. fan of the spoke and what season two was trying to do was like john was like we need to we need like one center cruxus for every single fan in each corner to like gather around is my theory anyway (laughs) Or, you know, Luke shows up and he's like, I need this kid for my show. Sorry. (laughs) Goodbye. I like you, Mandalorian. See you later. (laughs) Maybe I'll help you out. Yeah. Your quest is on this planet. Yeah. Um, Your next quest is this planet. Here's some stuff I can give you. uh, Oh, uh, you you mentioned something about Bo-Katan a while ago. Mm -hmm. Did you not? You don't like her? I hate her. I hate her so much. I think she is a little annoying. I, which the actress is literally the voice actor for Bo-Katan in Clone Wars. Is she really? Um, yeah. So that's literally Bo-Katan. <laughs> um, Ooh. I don't know why they're re- rehabilitating Bo-Katan. All right. So, all right, so, um, so in the Clone Wars, she's a villain. Is that kind of what you she were saying? She is the second in command of the Mandalorian uh, warlord who basically brings about the destruction that, of Mandalore. <laughs> is that Pre Vizsla or that's Pre Vizsla? Yeah, she, she works was like the right hand of Pre Vizsla. Yeah, and she's a good guy. When now? they were like burning like villages and stuff in the outer rim, and like taking the women from the tribes away, and like killing the 
elder. She's standing right there. She's shooting <laughs> her flamethrower at the buildings. Yeah. She Why? And now th- she's completely 180 and she's like a hero. Oh, now. yeah. Now she's like, I'm Queen of Mandalore. And even like rebels helped her with that. They're like, like Sabine Wren was literally like, was it- I give the Darksaber to you. And then yeah, which is oh, she's Sabine, such a yeah. hypocrite. Where it's like the Darksaber. Saber must be taken in combat. You got handed the dark saber. You did not fight anyone for that. Sabine Red handed you the dark saber. It, well, it's it's different. Um, it's because it's because uh, she doesn't like Dinjard very much. He was yeah. Raised I in- think she might be. I think they might actually have her as some. She's gonna be. Though. She's gonna be the antagonist. I'm afraid they'll chicken out of that though, and that oh, people like Bo-Katan, so she can't be a villain. Boba Fett couldn't even be a villain. Like, <laughs> even so, though he was he was a pretty hardcore villain in the original <laughs> trilogy. I think, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I really... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think how to phrase it. Like, I think it was, it was a good retcon that Din Djarin was raised in a cult because they needed to explain the no yeah. helmet the no helmet thing. Yes, that was very strange. But so they're like season two. Oh, but he was raised in a cult. It was just like this group of like 10 Mandalorians that really <laughs> didn't want to take their helmet off. That had a Vizsla in it for some reason. Like the watch had a Vizsla in it in season one. Really? The, that Mandalorian that Jon Favreau plays is a He's Vizsla. He's a Vizsla? Oh, yeah. Wow. That guy was kind of um, cool. <laughs> it just it so, really really changes yeah. the context of season one like all, every scene where he's with the armorer and he's surrounded mm-hmm. by all those mandalorians that's like cult that's him and his cult meeting with all his cult members because those are all <laughs> those yeah. are all the mandalorians that don't want to take off their helmets and oh but they're and also then, the cooler mandalorians <laughs> than the than the watch the not the watch they are the watch who am i thinking of the owls Whatever, whatever. Bo-Katans are she the owls? Are, yeah, the owls. The owls are an earth are an earth animal, but that's okay. <laughs> I forget they might be some sort of other owl thing, but space owl. Um, space it's owl. like a, there's snakes on Dagobah. There's snakes and iguanas. <laughs> there's iguanas on Dagobah. <laughs> there's also there's, I think there's also swans and doves on Naboo. <laughs> like there's ducks. You can see ducks. Yeah, because it's just Spain. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. My that's my one of my favorite Star Wars tropes is you just take one city and make that the whole planet. Yeah, like, Naboo is planet Spain. Um, <laughs> like Kajimi is planet Nepal, and then like all these other things. That's always such a weird sci-fi thing that the planet is just a singular biome when the only habitable planet that we know of is like all biomes. All of them. All of yeah, them, every biome in Star Wars is one planet, and it's Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, did you just a few things to to touch on? Uh, sure. You kind of you kind of laughed on the uh, the Clone Factory episode. You didn't really you didn't like Palpatine's Clone Factory. Episode. Oh, I thought that was such a weird like. Oh, okay, that's why they need Yoda. All right. It yeah. was just such a sort of like. Yep, of course. <laughs> and to attach it somehow, right? Mm-hmm. There was, um, yeah. And also, there was a lot of Gina Carano in that episode. That was like her episode. It was <laughs> a lot. That was the Rangers of the New Republic episode. That's 
that was her going, this is what my show's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. It's sad. Uh, also, yeah, I felt was... really bad for the stormtroopers in that episode. They were got, they got the crap kicked out of them. Also, Disney's cowards for editing out Watch Guy. Oh, you mean you mean oh the jeans guy? <laughs> yeah, the, the jeans door. guy with they the edited him out. I didn't. Yeah, know I think that. they edited him out. They're cowards. Yeah, like you, Will Rohood can stay in the in <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, but yeah, you can't have Watch Guy. No, can't have Watch Guy. Just edit edit like a blaster in his in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sell an sell an action figure. <laughs> Come on. You could totally sell a watch guy. Look, it, look, there's a Will Rohood action figure. So you you put a you put a blaster, a CGI blaster in watch guy's just hand. Sell yeah. just sell a, an action figure that's a stormtrooper, but it's just like his like <laughs> it's like his crust. left leg and <laughs> this arm is like in jeans and the watch. Yeah. He's like, oh he's just call him like uh, mid getting dressed stormtrooper, and then the so. is they didn't have enough armor for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> such, oh, that's funny. Such an outpost. Um, I think a good a good thing to do towards the end here um, is a scene. Um, Red Letter Media likes to do their next movie coming out predictions, so I think mm-hmm. it could be fun if we did our our season three predictions. Okay, um, so what do you? What are your big? What's your big narrative predictions? Who do you? What do you think is going to happen? This is your chance to call it first before it happens, and then you can say I called it. This is what's sad because my original predictions were always going to be like so much better that I thought the just like quick aside that Moff Gideon was kind of a punk, just sort of a weak punk at the end of season two. Like season like, one made him like he was going to be like a Sith or something. Yeah, or he was like yeah. a huge. He was this big, dangerous like. ISB intelligence like evil motherfucker and then he's just like <laughs> I lost the fight time to die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no Din Djarin beat me I'm just gonna sit on the my, floor yeah my original prediction was that it was gonna be like Moff Gideon Din Djarin Boba Fett as you know good bad and the ugly sort mm-hmm. of they, are, they all have different things I thought like maybe Boba Fett could have like tried to be I thought I thought it was going to be a fight to be to see who's the king of the Mandalorians right mm-hmm. and that Din Djarin is like the Jon Snow like reluctant sort of warrior mm-hmm. um, Moff Gideon I, I thought the the big reveal would be that Moff Gideon is a Mandalorian. He's like an Imperial Mandalorian. That's why he can, that's why he is the Darksaber. That's why he's like evil and so invested in this story. How did he get the Darksaber? He was a Mandalorian. I don't know. He just beat Bo-Katan and then didn't kill her for some reason. Just that, that's a huge, she's never explained. He just has the Um, Darksaber. Yeah. So he has the Darksaber. And then he was going to try and be like, I'm going to command and we're going to be the new empire of Mandalorians. And that Boba Fett was going to be like, no, I'm going to be the king of the Mandalorians. Um, like, I'm just like the best fighter. I, I can be the king of the Mandalorians mm-hmm. uh, based purely off of their own code. And then I thought that's what it was going to be. Now I think it's going to be the Mandalorians fight the empire. <laughs> Um, they blast some stormtroopers. I want to see which 
they talk about the purge which is something that isn't ever seen in the canon yet or what particularly it was that happens like off screen yes this is an off screen thing that's happened was the purge um, I, so probably some purge flashbacks then where rebels left it off was the mandalorians the houses were gonna come together and rebel against the empire of mandalore with bo-katan as its head and now mm. they're all purged <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm interested to see <laughs> how Mandalore could get more barren than it already was because it was already just like a giant salt flat planet with like <laughs> nothing on it. Um, but I don't know why they even want to take it. But so I guess they're going to fight on Mandalore. There's, I don't know. Because Baby Yoda's taken out. It's just like, where do they go except they just fight the Empire of Mandalore? It, it would have been... Hi, Kaylin. Uh, <laughs> it would have been... I think it's like what you said. It would have been different if Grogu was taken out after season one, but yeah. com- committing to Grogu for the first two seasons made season three is going to be weird. Yeah. No matter like, what. What. Are, what are the stakes now, right? Mm-hmm. The stakes are completely attached to other Star Wars properties that have already existed. And now he's settling the debts for those. And now it's going to be like, is Bo-Katan going to turn on him or not? That's the only really thing that I can think of that would be surprising mm. at this point, you know? Like, yeah. I can't think of who's going to show up. Oh, Sabine Wren shows up? Okay. She's a Mandalorian? All right. Fine, season, season, You know season three is going to be every single canon Mandalorian character showing up. Like, short of Mandalore the Great. God. Um, I, predict- I can't even think of who's even alive anymore. <laughs> I wonder, I think they better have killed Sabine's mom in the purge. Django Fett's uh, gonna come back. His head will be stitched up. Django Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Can't kill anyone in Star Wars. Um, Newt Gunray has joined the fight. Greedo! Yeah. Greedo, no. I think my, my biggest fear. But it's also my main prediction is that the entirety of season three is just going to be the battle for Mandalore. Yeah. It's just going to be Din Djarin and Buddy Cop with Bo-Katan. And I th- or not even, they're going to kind of be at odds with each other because she wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then the whole season is going to be fighting for Mandalore. Yeah. And it's all going to be Mandalorian lore, which no one is going to really be interested in. God, how much... There's so much Mandalore now and like extended sort of non-movie canon now. So mm-hmm. much. That was even like the biggest arc of the that is, last is Gar- season of um, Clone Wars they released. Was that just a reminder? Is Gar Saxon alive? I, I didn't. Oh shit. No, he's dead. I think he died in Rebels. Did he fall off a cliff? Because if he fell, he's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might have exploded or something. I don't remember. Rebels well, is awful. Well, you never know. He could still be alive. Though. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't think he's still alive. That's really interesting. Um, Starkiller makes Starkiller cannon. That's my... <laughs> that's my... He just comes and, like, with cannon-shattering powers, just kills everyone. By the way... Both my games are canon. Darth Vader yeah. and Apprentice this whole time. I'm telling you, John Favreau effing loves making video games canon. So yeah. if Starkiller shows up, that's why. He's just like, Starkiller! He's alive the whole time. He's just <laughs> hanging out with uh, Ram Coda. Yeah, I think 
yeah and i think that's like the saddest thing about this upcoming season is like what are the predictions right they yeah. took every other character out they plucked everyone but din jar now you're like back at square one this is you're right season three is pretty much going to be a repilot right pretty much yeah there was going to yeah. be there wasn't even going to be the doom lady dune car dune Cara Cara dune car dune, dune. Yeah. dune. She, she was getting plucked out for her own show they're they're taking out his side his sidekicks are getting taken out and putting into other shows like what, what is he gonna it's, do it's he's gonna it's, be the stranger <laughs> all alone with bo katan just and he's gonna be he's literally gonna be the john so he's gonna be like i don't want it i don't want it here take the dark saber i don't want it yeah um. <laughs> It's it's gonna be a fascinating test on if Din Djarin can actually support his own show. I how think. much how much you can break apart your properties before the one before they just start becoming completely vapid. <laughs> they're just gonna. I think they're sabotaging themselves. Yeah, like every single character from the Mandalorian, except for the Mandalorian, yeah. is leave is leaving the show. You and take getting... a Boba. F- Fett, the Mandalorian out of the Mandalorian <laughs> and then it's just like oh man I don't know it's gonna be weird it's gonna be strange as long I'm interested <laughs> to see I like watching train wrecks too that's fun yeah, that's fun for a different reason yeah um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really scared I think it's probably gonna be bad but I'm gonna watch it anyway mm-hmm. uh, with that said um I believe that's all I have. Is there any huge points that you think we missed you want to bring up again? Hmm. No, I guess I don't think so. Operation Cinder was interesting. New canon. Oh, that was Battlefront 2. That was introduced in Battlefront 2. Which they, is a video is more yes, video game, game canon. Which that story was awful. <laughs> I that story was bad, but I like Operation Cinder. I think that's kind of cool. Which doesn't make sense because Operation Cinder was obviously written before they brought Palpatine back. Because Palpatine's like, I'm technically, uh, in case I die, destroy everything. But then he's also just like, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) But destroy Uh, everything. Destroy, but but save everything. But destroy everything. (laughs) Um, Destroy everything except my fleet on Exegol. I think the second to last episode was my favorite. I think that was one of my favorite episodes. That was, was that... the one. That was the one where they infiltrated that base. Yeah, I, I, if you, I, I just love lunch tray, lunch tray trooper. Oh yeah, that poor. See, <laughs> I feel bad for the stormtroopers in the. I don't know what it is because it's obviously like, oh, they're such, they're just like faceless evil dudes. I lunch tray sh- store troop stormtrooper speaks to me. He, he's such a sad he, character. They he just wants. <laughs> The stormtroopers are so beaten down in the show. Like, he just wants to eat his lunch. Their empire is no more. They and they just get killed in the most brutal ways imaginable. They're just grunts, man, and they get killed in the worst ways Wait, in the show. He's just yeah. trying to. He's just trying to eat it. He's, yeah, he's just seconds before he's about to get blasted in the face. He's, he's the <laughs> pinnacle of how they treat stormtroopers in this show. They just. Man, he's just like, sitting there with his tray and they shoot him, man. Like, oh, can't wait to eat this porridge. Just did an eight-hour shift. Oh, man, I'm tired. <laughs> Poor lunch tray grouper. Uh, he's a good guy. Pour one out he for was. him. <laughs> he wasn't. No, 
he you know he could have he, he'll come he back he could have survived no yeah. one ever dies and no, no one ever dies was was the weird i don't know if this is canon or if this was like a joke or something but it was bad that um obviously there's that paradox with like this is completely unrelated but there's that paradox there's the finn paradox with the first order stormtroopers where it's like well finn has this sort of morality and can escape and is like a child soldier. It's kind of fucked up that the other first order stormtroopers kind of die. You have a more of a feeling of like, huh, they're kind of indentured servants that are dying here. Yeah. It, so the, I think they might have tried to throw into the canon that first orders first order stormtroopers don't die when they get blasted, that their armor like knocks them out because it like makes the energy spread around their entire body or something like that because a lot of people were just kind of like man it's kind of fucked up that they're just killing all these child soldiers uh that's true no only (laughs) the you know what it's another one of those things that you just you never you like you know it in the back of your head but yeah i I can't think about that because otherwise (laughs) they're just murdering so many kills so many childs finn immediately turns around and starts shooting the other child soldiers i think it's like only four sensitive children that were taken are the ones that because jana on the planet is like Mm -hmm. i've i've collected all the stormtroopers that have woken up all the other ones are lost causes. Like you, you just shoot them. You're, yeah. you're, you're never gonna. <laughs> they're not real people. <laughs> they can't be saved. Just kill them. Yeah, they got. They're brainwashed. They're never coming back. But um, yeah. I I, I pulled that up. Like um, oh god, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, the lone wolf and cub carry. Like, like look like, at that. It's oh, that's yeah. Like, you're right. It's, a, it's it's the exact same thing. Like the silhouette is the same. <laughs> But that's a whole different can of worms. Um, it's a different analysis. That's actual media analysis. That's it. That's, well, welcome to film school. <laughs> that's uh, that's real analysis. That's not complaining on the internet. Uh, like a lot of people think is analysis. <laughs> um, it's film theory. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for. That's for our next show, which we'll tape right after this, which is super duper hardcore art house critical analysis yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> um, we the dim pers- the lights, and-, <laughs> and then we're just and then we're just like the proscenium arch of Star yeah. Wars is it's it's. Uh, we talk yeah. in real low calm tones. Mm. Yeah, you can mm. see that the framing in this is almost one to one with that of the Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, in the scene where Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, um, meets with his foe, you see he almost dispatches them in the same way with the same sort of back and forth cuts between him and the enemy that is being dispatched. Now, this is actually, the mise-en-scene uh, actually reminds me of Agnes Varda a lot in French New Wave, where, um, <laughs> yeah. That would, that would be a hit show, right? <laughs> the art house yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, all right. I think that's all I have. Is there anything more you want to say? No. 